tiny seed of entrepreneurship exists within every individual but only a few nourish it with the waters of passion dedication and consistent efforts that mature it to a flourishing tree hey everyone welcome to the podcast exploring career opportunities i'm your host opj back with another fascinating episode on this podcast the prime intent of the show is to bridge the gap between passion and profession to facilitate this i interact with distinguished professionals from distinct work fields and try to figure out how to make a promising full-time or part-time career out of a passion their journey serves as a road map for all of us so with a smile on the face positivity in mind and the zest to evolve a career out of a passion let's get on with today's episode every artist has the potential to scale up their passion for art into a well-performing profession and become artpreneurs it's understandable that a newbie would feel quite overwhelmed when they hear about the lucrative opportunities available in the art career secondly they'll also feel dubious on how to make a career in art they'll have questions like when to start where to start how to start such questions start boggling their mind and all that they need is a proper guidance from someone experienced so here on this episode we have someone all the way from canada who counsels visual artists to build a sustainable enterprise Catherine Orard an award winning business and PR strategist is our guest on this episode she has worked in art galleries represented artists in art fairs selling their artworks at best deals and yeah eventually she started her venture the artist entrepreneur that changed the lives of many artists her clients tag her brilliant work as bridging the gap between creativity and being business savvy So gear up guys for a fascinating conversation and learn the strategies that influence your visitors to add your art in their shopping cart. I'm super excited to welcome Ms. Orar on this show. Welcome ma'am. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So, how are you ma'am? Great. It's a beautiful day here in Canada, so I'm doing well. How about you? I'm just super fine and excited to have a conversation with you. Oh wow. So to begin with, please do share a gist of your life and your career. Um well, uh whew. well, very quickly I would say that uh from a young age I was very interested in the arts. Uh I've always been very fascinated with the arts and with artists in general. I am not an artist myself, uh which I think makes me even more um interested and curious about what artists do. Um but when it was a time to decide what I would do for a living and go study at university, I um was strongly encouraged to go in a more traditional path so go and study business and marketing rather than study art history which was what interested me because i was told there was no work there would be no work for me if i studied in the arts 
So I decided to go and work in um, marketing and public relations, and I worked for very big corporations. But in the midst of that, I realized that this wasn't my calling, and that definitely wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I decided later on uh, to go back to study art history and um, the art business, which is what I wanted to do uh, from the get-go. And uh, once I've studied that, then it led me to go, like you said in the intro, to work at art galleries and represent art, um, artists at art fairs. And eventually artists started coming to me for consulting and helping them <clears throat> build their branding, understand better the art world so that they could make a better living with their art. And that truly has become my mission um, to support artists so that if they make a better living, then they can produce more art and uh, because I feel like artists are such an important part of our society and it's um, my way of making sure that they can continue um, promoting and producing work. It's good to hear that though you couldn't become an artist, but eventually you landed up in the field of your passion and yeah, now you're helping the other artists to build a great art career. That's really amazing. I would also like to know, how do you exactly help the artists? Like, what is the artist entrepreneur all about and, and how did you come up with it? Well, you know, it happened in a really... Um it happened in the way where I was already doing some consulting work and I had a network of artists around me because I knew them from uh, working at galleries and things like that. And really, it started, I would say, mostly in 2008, 2009, uh, because there was a um, economic downturn. Um, artists were let go of galleries. And also there was the rise of social media, right? People were getting interested in Facebook and then later Instagram. So artists needed to have an online presence, an online brand. And uh, it was very natural for artists because I was doing well selling in art galleries and then later doing consulting work for them to come to me and say, well, can you help me? Do I need a website? How does my website need to look? Uh, I hear that we could use Facebook to sell our work can you help us with that so it happened really naturally it was the artist that started coming to me with these questions so i went back to them and said well what if i started a business where i could do some teaching i could do some coaching and i could build a community of artists who are interested in all these things where you could learn and be supported and uh, it happened very, very quickly. The community built very quickly. People, artists were very excited uh, about this opportunity to work with me and work with other artists. So um, now it's been over six years that the, uh, so I've been working in the art world for uh, over 10 years, but my, even 12 years, but the, the business itself, it's been six years and now we have clients in over 15 countries. That's really cool. And yeah, you accurately mentioned that artists do have questions like, how do I start? Where do I upload my artworks and etc, etc. So I've also seen my friends who are passionate about art, but they don't take it up as a career, fearing what would be the future of it. 
how can they make a career in it so this perspective of career insecurity leads them to consider art just as a hobby or a leisure activity and they upload the images of their artworks on social media and try to build a community over there so as you are someone who has been in the field of arts who has uh, helped artists become entrepreneurs so i would like to ask you how do these artists upgrade their side hustle to a profession like what are the initial steps to become an artist entrepreneur well first i need to say that you can't rush it okay so i interview people on my own podcast and most people will tell you that it took them 3 5 7 10 years to reach to the point that it went from side hustle to their livelihood right and often people think that you know you can get really really quickly rich by doing a few um a few hacks and that's really not my my way of thinking i think that you need to build a business plan and you need to look at who your audience is and then you know build a community around that and um i think that you know many artists expect that just like posting will give them results but they're not really thinking about how can i grow my audience with people who are really interested in my art so really going out there and understanding who's going to be interested in my art and then connecting with them so that they can come in and follow you on social media it's not just going to happen magically right you need to attend uh, you need to be able to invest either you invest in social media marketing strategies and ads or you invest in being present at art fairs or showing your art in an exhibition but you can't expect all of that to happen just because you're posting on a daily basis you have you need to have a much stronger strategy and um it's the i think the biggest pitfall that artists do is they look at other artists on instagram and they only see what they're posting and they try to replicate that and then they're disappointed because it's not working while they don't necessarily go deeper in understanding what they're doing overall outside of instagram to get people excited about the work okay so as you're telling artists must make a complete business plan and then move accordingly but what happens is that what i've seen is that uh, the main focus of the artists lie on creation of the art and then displaying the art to the world so amidst these things how do they find time and resources to strategize and sell their art well i know many artists are not going to like what i'm going to say but when you're getting started if you want to make a living okay i'm not talking if it's a hobby but if you want to make a living out of your art you need to invest half of your time in the promotion in the marketing in the business aspect so if you can if you're working on a day job and you can only work on your art 15 hours a week then 7 hours or 8 hours should be on the business and 7 or 8 hours should be on creating the art right so you need to invest that time uh 
Um, because if you don't have the money, then you need to invest the time to make it happen. And you need to look at what is the most important actions that are going to give you results. So for instance, if you keep posting every single day on your Instagram and it's not, and it takes you half an hour each time to write the caption, take the picture, post it, and you're not seeing any results, well, maybe, maybe it's not the best use of your time. Maybe taking that half hour to call someone, to set up an appointment, to go meet people that are part of your target audience to present them your work would be a better use of your time. Again, it depends on your strategy. Everybody is different. Um, so it's dangerous for me to just say do one thing, but we need to constantly be looking at what we're doing so that we're optimizing our tasks because everybody, everybody, the one thing we have in common is we only have 24 hours in a day. So what makes us different is not how we find that time, but how we optimize the time by getting really clear on how we're spending it and then making decisions on what we're going to let go of and what we're going to concentrate on. That's pretty true. You said it beautifully that every one of us have 24 hours with us, but what makes a difference is how we use them. And as you marked that artists must spend half of their time in marketing and promoting their art. So when promotions are considered these days, the best platform to market is obviously Instagram. So on Instagram, should the artists go for paid advertising or just try to grow organically? Well, I like to say that um, something that doesn't work organically, it's not going to work because you pay advertising on it. Okay. So before you invest, I, and I think it's important now, like we can't expect in uh, like five years ago, I would have said you can do this all organically. Now it's not the way it's done. You need to invest either in Instagram ads or just have investing in being in different fairs where people will discover your work and then follow you on Instagram. But with that being said, um, if you're having difficulty getting traction with your own people who are following you with the posts that you are doing, then putting money on those posts is not going to change anything. So you need to get acquainted with what works and what doesn't on Instagram. And then once you have a good understanding of what's working, not working for you, then, and that you feel like you've reached a certain plateau organically, that's when it's a good idea to uh, get acquainted with the ads manager. I definitely recommend working more with the ads manager than just simply boosting a post, which will cost you much more and give you less results. So getting acquainted with the ads manager and then building an ad strategy, not just saying I'm going to put $20 here, $30 here, but really understanding what you're trying to do with these ads where you're trying to send traffic and mostly how are you going to evaluate the success of your ads so that they actually give you a return on your investment? Because normally when you're doing ads, you're not spending money, you're investing money. It should give you a return. But if you're not clear as to what you're doing and how it's going to give you a return, you're never going to know and you're going to feel like you're just spending money and it's not giving you anything back. I completely agree with you. 
that investing in ads manager would be a good move rather than just boosting the post and yeah so as we are speaking about instagram can you please share a few more strategies that artists can deploy on instagram to get more leads and conversions well i mean first i think there's something to be said about getting really clear on what your messages are right what your your mission and vision is so that you can share those that vision and that mission consistently on your instagram okay so um that's one thing because people need to hear things more much more often than we think so that they remember it right so people will need to hear a message six to eight times before they actually take action on it so when i hear artists tell me well i've already posted about what i'm doing in the studio what else can i post i'm like you need to post about that a lot more so that it really gets inside people's head and people remember you um, i think the other thing that i often see artists forgetting to do are clear calls to actions with their posts right so if you don't have a clear call to action and if you're not really telling people what they can how they can take action on your uh, art and on your work then you can't expect them to do that for you um, and now there's a bunch of really great um, options with instagram you can set up your own store on instagram um, so that's a great way to get people in front of your work and finally i would say uh, don't underestimate the power of direct messaging right having one-on-one -on -one conversations with your potential clients so the more you so one of the thing one of the the, the um, calls to action who are the most uh, powerful is asking people to DM you, to message you, so that you can start a conversation and be of service to them. Really understand what they're about, what they're looking for, so that you can offer them the art uh, that's gonna meet their needs. And then this just waterfalls into having other people who are interested, other people who talk about your work, and then there's a word of mouth that happens and it grows your community and it does grow your sales. But I think in, with Instagram, it's really about being consistent, about testing ideas and not being afraid of repurposing content and repeating yourself because not everybody is seeing what you're doing and they need to see it much more often than you think to remember and take action. Superb. That just sounded like a complete Instagram crash course, which we have done in a couple of minutes. I'm also curious that can storytelling be added to the points you mentioned? Because what I've seen is storytelling works as a great mode of marketing. So yeah, can storytelling help the artists too? Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, one of the biggest mistakes I see is when people just post like a photo of their work. By the way, um, the quality of the pictures that you take when and that you post on Instagram is extremely important. The lighting, um, the cropping of the images, it's very, very important. Way too many artists take pictures that don't put their art in a value um, that doesn't bring value to the work. And that's a huge mistake. And then the storytelling, absolutely. You can't just say, 
well, here is my painting. It's a 24 by 36 oil on canvas. Um, this is the title, DM me if you wanna buy it. Like that just doesn't work. You need to tell a story. You need, art is a luxury item and you need to create that emotional connection with your followers and the best way to create emotional collection is absolutely through storytelling. It's really good to know that storytelling works even for the artists. Okay, so now we have like spoken a lot about social media marketing strategies. So let's move a little ahead. And I would like to ask you whether artists should have their own art website or is it enough if they just list their artworks on art galleries and marketplaces? Oh, I think it's essential for artists to have their own websites because often, because first it gives you, um, it gives you more credibility as an artist. It helps for your SEO. Um, it's, you know, because most people they'll go on, you know, Etsy or Saatchi Art or whatever uh, platform uh, you're thinking, but then what are they going to do, right? They're going to see a few of your pieces there, but then they're going to Google you and they're going to go see what else you've got, right? So if you don't have a website, when like when I hear about artists, um, have you heard about this artist? And I can only find them on Etsy. They don't really have their own space. For me, it doesn't really show a lot of serious. It looks more like, like a hobby. Uh, you need to present yourself like, a, if you want to be perceived like a professional artist, then you need to show up like one. So you need your, your bio, your artist statement, and you need beautiful pictures of your art and all of that on a website that is e that people can easily found. Okay, so with that, we clearly come to a conclusion that if artists do not have their own website, they are really missing out on something major. By the way, before having this conversation with you today, I had informed my artist friends that I'll be interviewing you. So they just presented me a list of questions. And one among those questions is, how can an artist set an ideal price for his or her artwork? Well, I mean, it's hard to give a specific number because I need a lot more context when I help artists figure out their, their pricing. But I'm going to give you a couple of ideas. Okay, so first... Uh, when you're pricing your work, uh, you need to do market research, right? You need to look at what are other artists in your either geographic area or in, with the market that you're trying to reach, what are they charging? Okay, that's the first thing. If you don't understand your market, even if you want to price yourself higher than people in your market, that's fine. But you need to know what's happening so that you can really... Um, have a good have confidence when you're talking about your prices the second thing i recommend is having a, um, a different uh price points so that people can understand where you are at um, and have the opportunity to maybe buy something from you at a lower price point at an entry level but then go up in the ladder engagement and eventually buy maybe, so maybe at first they buy a print and then maybe eventually they buy a big original and where you charge a, a bigger price for. So you need to look at that. And then to answer your question, when you're doing things like prints, things that have like a, a, a large, um, that you need to invest in advance. So let's say it's, uh, let's 
give the example of prints. And it's very important also that you understand your cost. Well, I mean, whatever it is that you're creating, you need to know what the market is charging, but you also need to know what your costs are because some prints can be done very cheaply and some prints can be done very high end. They can be very expensive. So the price points are going to vary. You need to mark up at least three times and I recommend four times uh, because uh, if you're selling direct, then you get a 100% commission. But if you start selling wholesale, then you'll have to give 40% commission. So if you only double the numbers, then you end up having only 10% profit. Um, it's gonna be very hard for you to pay for marketing because that's just the cost of producing the print, but you need to take in consideration the cost of marketing the work um, and all these other expenses of your studio, all these other expenses that you have in your business. So I recommend at least three times, ideally four times the cost of the print. That gives a clear picture of how to set up prices for artworks. Okay, so there was one other question. Uh, like, is there anything specific about which type of art sells the best? Oh, no, there is no such thing. Because, I mean, I have, you know, painters that tell me that nobody is buying painting anymore. They're buying photography. I have photographers that tell me nobody's buying photography. They just want original art. You know, it's not true. There is a market for all of you. Uh, you, and if you start creating work for just what's going to sell, you're very rapidly going to lose any type of inspiration and motivation to create. I think it's important to know what's happening in the art world. It's important to know who's doing what. But um, if, you're, if you're good at putting your art in a good um, with good pictures, with a good storytelling. If your work is of quality, then there is going to be an audience for it. If you create the emotional connection with your audience for the work, they're going to be interested in buying. There's no such thing as art that works better or less. It's just about connecting with the right people and leveraging that emotional connection to get you to um, connect further with your people and then sell to them. Pretty true. It's totally in creator's hands to influence the audience to like his or her product. So for this, would you recommend any particular book or any other resource that would help artists to develop entrepreneurship skills? Um, well, I mean, the skill of entrepreneurship in the field of arts, I don't know if there would be any book specifically that I would recommend that comes to mind, but I would say that the books that I recommend my clients to read are um, The War of Art from Stephen Pressfield, because I feel like it's true um, as much for the entrepreneurship in you as the artist in you. I feel like the book Essentialism by Greg McEwen uh, is a great book also to help you start thinking more like an entrepreneur. Um, another book that I like is The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. This book um, is kind of like a course and you can use it uh, for your art, but you could also decide to 
swap all the words artist for entrepreneur in that book and it would do wonders for you. If you want to better understand what the high-end art world looks like, um, then I would recommend any book by the economist of art, uh, Don Thompson. Don Thompson has excellent books that really get you to understand what the high-end aspect of the art world is all about. That's a great list. By the way, one of the best resources, according to me, would be your podcast, The Artist Entrepreneur, which I guess would be a great source to learn all the skills that an artist must possess. So yeah, all the artists out there, you must definitely check out the podcast, The Artist Entrepreneur by Catherine Olar. Thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. So other than the podcast, how can the artists reach out to you? Well, I mean, they can go, like you said, on our website, it's theartistentrepreneur.com. So on there, we have a library of free resources that they can download to help them start an art business. And I have the podcast there. Uh, So, and we have a new episode coming out every other week. And then uh, on Instagram, it's my full name, uh, Catherine Horaire. So I'm on there um, regularly also. Superb. So before we wind up this conversation, I would like to ask you, what would be your message for all the emerging artists out there? Uh, my, My message maybe is looping back to what we said at the beginning. Uh, don't give up, right? You need to trust the process. It's going to take you much longer than you want it to uh, and some days it's going to be very discouraging but the artists who su- who succeed are the ones who build their confidence uh, who are resilient and also surround themselves don't think that you have to do it all by yourself uh, you know build a network meet other artists meet other entrepreneurs Don't try to do it all alone. Get the support that you need uh, because relying on willpower alone, like I've been discussing with other people in my community. Uh, I had someone interview me once and telling me about willpower. You know, willpower is not enough. You need that accountability. You need that support. And we're thinking about this in a long-term perspective. Uh, So if we don't want to burn out, we need to get, are the support system that we need uh, to be able to uh, be um, to to continue uh, because this is a marathon. It is not a sprint. So we need to have the support that we need to be able to get going in the long run. Absolutely, this is a marathon. It's a long run and not a sprint. We have to sustain in this and just keep going. So yeah. Thank you, ma'am, for sharing your wisdom and your insights with us and guiding us on how to initiate and sustain our entrepreneurial expedition. So, yeah, thank you so much and hope you had a good time. I think you're doing great. Thank you for having me. It's been a true pleasure to chat with you. My pleasure indeed. Thank you. So, all the artists out there, I hope this conversation would have added a great value to your art career. And with that, I wind up this episode. I express my gratitude for sparing your time and listening out this episode. You can listen to this on all the major podcast applications like Spotify, 
Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and a few more. Do subscribe to this podcast to hear the upcoming episodes and yeah, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, please do leave a rating and review regarding the show. Join our eco family, join our journey to bridge the gap between passion and profession and make life super cool. Meet you soon in the next episode. Thank you.